I am your host, Patty Stulen, and I am the chief pathfinder of uh, Pathways with Patty. And, um, you know, it is a wonderful Wednesday here. No matter what day of the week that you may be listening to, I know that uh, each one of our episodes gets dropped on a Wednesday morning, nine o'clock Pacific time. So it just so happens it is Wednesday that we are doing this, this podcast episode. And I have to say already, before we even start this uh, podcast today, this recording, I have got the hugest smile on my face because of my guest. Uh, you just look at her and you can tell she radiates sunshine. So it is my privilege and honor today to introduce my guest, Nada Mescu. Oh, I see. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> oh, man. Mescu. Mescu. Oh, my gosh. She already did it. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we just talked about messing up last names and here I am. See, that tells you exactly how human I am because I'm not going to edit this out. I'm oh, going to no, apologize please. right yes. now. So, <laughs> but, but Nana, she was a high executive and is now an embodiment coach, mentor, and teacher. After a chronic burnout, she realized she needed to create more ease in her life. She became a devoted sacred athlete and turned to her body's wisdom self-healing. This is how her raindrop movement was born. Nada, I'm going to tell you right now, I am hugely apologizing. I should have, you know, I hooked on phonics works for me and I should have phonetically spelled out your last name because I just asked you before we got on here how to say your last name correctly. And still I did my, my original <laughs> thing that I said I wasn't going to do. How are you today? And please so say your good. last name correctly. <laughs> And you know what? I took uh, the traditional route of taking my husband's name, who is French. And French people just have this uh, magical gift of complicating everything, <laughs> <laughs> including last names. So I totally understand the confusion. And it would be right to pronounce it Mesqui. Mesqui. <laughs> Mesky. All these well, extra letters are really not necessary. <laughs> well, they want to use as much of the alphabet as possible, right? <laughs> it's all a good thing. And thank you for being such a good sport about it. Because as we just talked about, people my whole life have been adding letters into my last name or spelling it in ways that I never even imagined. But anyways, thank you for being a good sport about that. Um, how are you doing today? Well, it's late where I am in Amsterdam, so I am a little bit tired, but feeling super full with an amazing day, uh, lots of great projects happening. Um, I've also witnessed my youngest kid play his first football game, so oh. there's like a whole afterglow of that. It's been yes. it's been so far a great day, and I have this pleasure of finishing up with uh, this lovely conversation, so thank um. you for having me. Well, thank you so much. Um, as as I've been telling many of you listeners out there, the thing that's been so exciting and so fun for season two of Rediscovering Your Passion and Purpose with Patty is the fact that we are truly going global. And as Nada had just said, she is in Amsterdam. And uh, as I've said before with a couple of my other guests, 
this is where I believe technology is really its finest. I mean, to think that here I am in Southern California and you are in Amsterdam and we are connecting in time at the same time, uh, almost a world apart from one another. And uh, and to get to uh, share this moment with you and have you uh, share your story about your passion and purpose and rediscovering your passion and purpose through all of your life experiences, I'm excited for our guests to hear um, hear what you are doing and what you've been doing and and telling us a little bit more about this whole raindrop movement because <laughs> it is exciting. I know a little bit about it, but I'm excited for my my listeners to find out exactly what that means. So, with that said, please you know tell our audience about yourself and about your story. Whoa, that's such a big question. Let me take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> We're diving right into it. We're not wasting any time here. (laughs) Um, So movement has always been a big part of my life. Um, When I was about three years old, I remember watching what I think was ballet and turning back to my uh, dad and saying, daddy, daddy, this is me. (laughs) He looked at me. Oh, you meant you would like to be a dancer? No, no, I am a dancer. (laughs) You knew it already. I knew it on some level, you know, and we could go into if it's um, remembrance, uh, past lives, whatever. But I just felt so connected to this idea of expressing my emotions through movement. That was something that always spoke to me. And even though I was never much of a good dancer, to be very honest, it always was an important outlet, you know, what Mm. might have been um, therapy, movement and dance was that for me in very, from a very early age. And then adulthood kicked in and those kind of playful, pleasurable activities (laughs) Mm -hmm. were just forgotten because somewhere along the way, we got this narrative that adulthood has nothing to do with play. And, um, you know, I I started my uh, corporate career and was kind of climbing up the ladder as one, again, thought it should do to have Mm -hmm. a happy, successful life. And then I found myself burning out at very young age of 30 after having my first child and thinking that I could just pick up where I left off and continue working 50 hours a week. Mm. And... um, You know, that was a moment where I just felt kind of left by all the systems, by the organizational system, by the health system. It it was really a moment for me to realize for the potentially first time in my life how marginalized women and especially women that are also mothers can feel in today's society. And so I decided to take my health and my well-being in my own hands and I started Mm. looking into ways that um, can help me that didn't feel like just this temporary patch of you know taking medication that honestly just didn't resonate with how I saw my um, path to healing Mm -hmm. and I remembered I remembered that I love to dance (laughs) you know I remembered (laughs) For almost 20 years of my life, that was my therapy. 
And so I started going back to that and I became truly a, a sacred athlete, meaning like this really devoted student of all things somatic, uh, healing, uh, dance therapy, conscious movement. I started uh, just kind of soaking up as much of it as I could while also continuing my career in a different direction that went more into women empowerment and leadership coaching. And so I was already starting the road that I needed, <laughs> you know, so, they say. So in, so in your thirties, you're already realizing number one, that you're burning out. And number two, you, it, it's a, a reawakening of a passion that you had had since you were three years old. I mean, that's pretty remarkable because I know for most of us women, Many times it's not until our late 40s or 50s before we start realizing that. So you actually kind of got a, a head start in your 30s by by becoming aware and, and awakened to that. Thank you for saying that. I, I guess I guess one could look at it that way, and it's a very generous perspective. But what I noticed I had in common with those women in 40s and 50s is that my body was failing me. Mm, okay <laughs> or at least that was you know how I interpreted your perception yeah exactly all of a sudden I couldn't sleep I was chronically exhausted I I was just waking up with almost like a question like what's the point yes I realized I had this beautiful husband and beautiful children but there was no life force in me and I mm -hmm. thought something has to be wrong with me <laughs> you know it, it cannot mm -hmm. be just uh, this hormonal disbalance or something that I'm going through or it's just not pre-menopause <laughs> yeah exactly but I think women often um, are forced to begin their awakening journey because their bodies just quit and they mm -hmm. say you cannot continue this way you cannot right. continue in this toxic masculine go 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 mode while being in a feminine body it just will not work <laughs> so yeah. the age could be different as you said but the problems that i was experiencing were very much the same or very mm -hmm. very similar with anybody who would go through perimenopause or menopause and and not having any real guidance or not even having a space to talk about it and to be really heard <laughs> mm -hmm. right 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 completely understood and so that became um my my passion my drive and that's where raindrop movement came from because i realized that my journey is unfortunately not unique my mm -hmm. challenges are what every single being in feminine body faces and we live in a society that unfortunately has not yet created safety around it. And so women feel a lot of shame talking about it. They feel like it's still a taboo. And I wanted to do whatever I can in my little life to to change that. And what? so- why do you why do you think or why do you feel that it is to, so taboo? Because I mean, I I I used to I mean I I'm 62, but the thing that I've always heard is oh we you know women just never talked about that we were never encouraged to talk about that, and you know it, it was generational type of thing. And I know that it's getting um, talked about more, but why why do you think that still in today's um, 
with all the social media and all the different outlets, why do you think that it is still somewhat taboo for women to express the things that you're talking about? Well, I think it's just because we are kind of coming out of this big, big cycle of living in a stage where nothing that's connected to the feminine and when I say feminine I don't mean just women I mean that energy of feminine in Mm -hmm. this world that's anything that's connected to nature to sensing to feeling to the mood all of that was completely not just neglected but deemed and judged as less worthy than the intellect and the power of the masculine mm-hmm. and so we have kind of lost touch with it because we believe that in order for us to actually be functional in this world we needed to be as men as those who are making it in this okay. world right and um, anything that is hidden, anything that is unspoken eventually becomes this black hole of shame. Mm-hmm. Even if there is nothing truly to be ashamed. Right. Because it's uh, it's uh, considered inappropriate or considered less worthy than talking about achievements and money and power. Mm-hmm. We just neglected and after i think hundreds of years of doing that it's so deeply ingrained in the fabric of our society that it will take some time Mm -hmm. for it to come out and not just come out but for it to be welcomed and embraced and celebrated because there's so much there to be truly celebrated yeah and and it takes people like you to uh, make it okay to be able to impress upon women that um, it's okay to look for help or resources to find out that you're not crazy, you're not making these things up, that there is a physical and mental reason behind all of it. And uh, to get rid of that stigma that, that when you're seeking help, that does not make you less than, it actually makes you more powerful, it empowers you. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, there's so much now, I would say the last 10 years, there's a lot of research that is actually proving how much women can have been, um, I don't want to use the word discriminated, but honestly, just misunderstood, simply because all of the research that has been done, um, even in, in, in major medical um um, the studies have been done solely on men and this big part of feminine biology is just missing which mm. means that women have been prescribed antidepressants when actually they are their hormones need balancing you right. know so, yes yes and, and that's been going on for for decades and decades and decades I can, I can relate to that. I am one of those people. That's exactly what happened in my, in my case. There you go. There you go. So, so you have this personal experience and it's just because society lacks knowledge of feminine biology. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And it lacks spaces for that to be discovered, discussed, shared, and, and for all of us to learn from each Mm -hmm. other. 
So is that is that really kind of the basis then of the rainbow movement is to is to empower women to take care and seek ways to to help themselves and to help each other? Well, there, there's definitely a part of that. Uh, I would say what's at the very core of Raindrop Movement is giving tools and space for women to create the body that is truly a reflection of the soul, of the feminine spirit that mm. lives inside of it. Okay. And we do that through ancient tools. I haven't invented anything new. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. these are these are beautiful tools that were there available uh, for for hundreds of years ago, like meditation, like um, free movement, like uh, going deep inside of us and, and actually speaking to our body, speaking to our womb, speaking to our throat, speaking to our internal systems, creating that conscious connection and regulating ourselves from the inside with the power of our nervous system, with the power of our emotions, with the power of our energy. Mm -hmm. It seems maybe um, woo-woo when I say it this way for people who are unfamiliar with it. However, it's what somatics is based upon <laughs> it is based upon our, our capacity to tune into those finer sensations in our body and to be able to interpret them and and actually work with them rather than ignoring them which is wow. something we're very good at <laughs> well and and isn't it ironic that as you just called them these ancient techniques, it's like everything old is new again because someone like you has taken taken the time to search out uh, non uh, non medication routes mm -hmm. to yeah. to help people because I mean these were all as you said they were all ways that were working for people you know, centuries ago. And yet we, I, with modern medicine and everything, I guess everybody just figured, oh, well, that was the easier and better route to go. But is it really easier or better? I, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think a lot of the beautiful uh, new discoveries that we are seeing now are just some kind of a remix of something that existed. And yes, we need people who are actually willing to do the research and willing to to put their time and energy and to bring them today, um, especially because what's really fun in the time that we're living is that the science is studying um, most of the things that we used to think, even myself just 10 years ago, as completely esoteric or completely uh, almost like unbelievable, right? Mm -hmm. now there's a way to to measure our electromagnetic field now there is a way to to measure our energetic body our emotional body now we know that we are made of energy and so as that we can work with every part of our body because it's just a collection of different cells that are energy vibrating in a specific frequency so once we understand that, or at least open ourselves to the possibility of that, then 
there's truly no limit. Mm -hmm. There's no limit in our capacity to self-heal. And I'm not saying that um, in some cases, you know, movement is enough. Traditional medicine has amazing tools and, mm -hmm. and when it's really needed, it is, you know, I'm the first one to be incredibly grateful for it. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that it should not be um, a patch and it should not be a lazy way out that is preventing us from connecting to the deeper issues that are stored in our body. Right, right. Because it's so easy. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. Take two of these and call me in the morning type of thing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's so easy and deep down we are still completely lost unhappy and and just trying to figure out how to get through the next day and that's not how it's supposed to be right so so you know backing up a little bit so here you are you're in the, your 30s you know that your life is not going in the direction that you know that it needs or wants to go you rediscover your your love for dance it, and it's leading into these other things, but really what was your aha moment that the business side of what, you know, the rat race that you were involved in, that, 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 that all needed to, to change. What exactly was your aha moment? I don't know if I had the, the aha moments or it was a series of different tiny aha moments. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I think that's more what it looked like for me, you know, because when you, when I approached this whole new possibility in my life of leaving what was so familiar and honestly really comfortable in terms of financial stability in terms of just knowing seeing the path ahead mm -hmm. um I had no idea what you know this could look like I had no idea if there is a this I just knew that the way I was functioning is detrimental to my soul to my body to my mind to my heart and it just an option to continue doing the same thing was no longer an option for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I started just following the next right step. Literally, that was my strategy for good three, four years. I, I, was, I would do this, this program, figure out a little piece of it, see how I can incorporate that in, in how I was already working with women through leadership coaching. Then I would, you know, follow another thing that my heart was pulling me towards. I would see if that can be incorporated a little bit. And I think a series of these next right steps just over time accumulated into something that seemed so obvious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but of course, if I didn't go through that journey, I would have probably never gotten there. And so... I remember this one moment specifically, I was uh, doing a really beautiful 12-month leadership program. And they were asking us at the end of this program to share our most vulnerable self without words. Mm. And I did that through movement. <clears throat> and there was this energy that was created in the field um 
that was just palpable energy of of, of something greater than us. There mm -hmm. was something in the space where we didn't need words. Mm -hmm. And I knew in that moment, okay, this is what movement does. This is the power of conscious movement. And I think we spent so much time talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and here we are talking. <laughs> and I really wanted to give space for women to take away the words so that they can rest into the beautiful depth of their hearts and see what comes out of there. Mm -hmm. No wow. analyzing, no overthinking. <laughs> You just come to the mat and you follow the lead of your body. You know, in in a sense, how I'm relating to this, because with, with dance, I always feel like I have two left feet. Not that I don't enjoy it, but, um, but where I find kind of the same thing that you're describing, when I was really getting burnt out on teaching, a very dear friend of mine, Sue Connor, had said, Patty, you need to do Zen doodling. I was like, well, what's that? And she said, just take a pen or, you know, pen and paper and just, just start drawing. There is no right or wrong. Just, just get it out there on paper. And I, I thought, are you kidding me? And I'd always been a, a drawer, but I'm just thinking just to draw, to just do whatever. And that was probably, that was almost 10 years ago. And I can say that it, just exactly how you're doing, even though I'm not moving my entire body, I am moving my hand and pen on paper. And it doesn't matter what I do. It's just coming out at that moment. And my mom is always saying, I don't know how you come up with all these designs or these things that you do. It's it's the same thing. It's just, it's just coming out of me. And it, it is an expression. So on that term, that's how I'm understanding and relating to what you are saying here. Totally. And and embodiment can have many different shapes and forms. You know, movement just seems seems to be the one that speaks to me and that I'm here to to offer. But uh, breath work, uh, sound, uh, doodling, drawing, uh, sculpture making, like mm -hmm. all of these things are a way for us to truly connect to our body and to be in it to mm -hmm. inhabit it fully and when we do any of those things with intention and with presence there's there's always beautiful gifts that come from it well and and i think too um so many times in our society i can only speak in my part of the united states in california they've taken away and they continue to take away so many of the elective classes that focus on creativity, whether it's the dance classes, the singing classes, the the art classes, all of that sort of thing, because oh, it's, it, it needs to it needs to all be about the academics. And I mean, don't get me wrong, academics is very, very important. However, I think just as important are the things that help kids and people get in touch with their creative side because I think that can do just as much if not more for us mentally physically and spiritually than the academic part of it as well yeah no absolutely I think capitalism is definitely uh, seeping in the message of productivity over pleasure of any kind in right. every possible way 
And that's, again, another way in which the toxic masculinity is taking over the feminine parts of our mm -hmm. collective. Because that ambition, that drive, that academics, that's the masculine, <laughs> very unhealthy right. in, in this degree, right? Again, right, right, right. nothing wrong with it, but it's about finding a harmony, finding that dynamic balance between the two right we need right. both and we have just gone on to the extreme where it's all about it's all about achievement it's all about doing it's all about that next thing more is better like all of these stereotypical statements are there because they're unfortunately true yes yes <laughs> our collective and and how we have been guided and conditioned to live our life which is also why um most of the young people that i work with and, and something that i'm incredibly incredibly in awe of i have you know women in their 20s who are so advanced in terms of their consciousness in terms of how they prioritize self-care, how they prioritize their, their space and their mindfulness, how, how good they are with their boundaries and saying no. Like, those are the things that I just started learning in my 40s. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I think for many of us, uh, women anyways, we think that probably looking at these women in their 20s, that's where uh, I hear many people say, oh, well, they're very selfish. And they're mm -hmm. not being selfish. It's just they're they're in tuned with themselves more than any probably other any other generation that has existed to this point. Yeah, and and honestly, like they're looking at us and they're thinking, that's not how I want to live my life. Like, there's gotta be right. more <laughs> to <laughs> right. <Yes>. than that. <laughs> right. Yes. 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 And uh, yeah, I have a lot of. You know, there's often these discussions where people are uh, critical about these new generations, but I look at them and I have so much faith and so much hope in our world because they are more connected to the planet. They care more about the earth than anybody of our generation did. Mm -hmm. and, and they are really braving out there, you know, really going against the grain and, and putting their mental health and their overall well-being um, quite seriously and taking it really in a way that it should and deserves to be taken. So right. I love that. So through through your awakening, um, did did it affect your relationship with your husband and and how was he and you know how, how was he uh, doing through this transformation that you were going through? Yeah, well that's a beautiful question. Um, well, there were definitely different moments. I think there were moments in which we noticed that we are drifting apart because I think that's what happens every time that you have a part, you know, a part of the system or mm -hmm. one partner that's doing their inner work and going to the depths of their soul and other one that's kind of still in that place of, you know, ego or duality or, or simply fine as they are you know? mm -hmm. right so we we went through ebbs and flows of that process and I mean looking back this this decade has been truly amazing because I I see that 
my partner has not only um, followed my lead in his own pace and in his own way, right? Because mm -hmm. there's no one awakening journey that looks the same as the other. Right. But has always, always, even when he could not understand a word of what I was saying, because there were moments where he would just be looking <laughs> at me like, I have no idea what you just said. But I'm so happy you shared it with me. You uh -huh. know, <laughs> he wasn't sure what language you were speaking, but so he always really held uh, held me beautifully with a lot of um, compassion, a lot of empathy, a lot of permission for me mm -hmm. to just be and 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 go through whatever I needed to go through. And I think we're still navigating that. Uh, to be honest, and we probably will for the rest right. of our relationship, but there is a level of uh, deepening trust, vulnerability, the capacity to really see one another wow. and to be with that, that has grown immensely, immensely. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And do you also find that with this new awakening of yourself that um, you you are very conscious about how you are raising your son when it comes to working with or, or being with females? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes even too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I do have those moments in which being so aware and so conscious, almost like takes away that, that carefreeness and that, the joy of just being with these amazing human beings there's always mm -hmm. like oh, if i say that <laughs> right um, but um yeah we, we are definitely doing our very best to um, pay attention of how the world is trying to divide us by gender and in many other different ways i mean look at what's happening in today's world it's just mm -hmm. horrific mm -hmm. there is this forced this separation and division through every layer of, of our collective and we are really um making a lot of effort in in helping them just understand that there's so much beauty in in uniqueness and there's so much value in in diversity and this is honestly one of the main reasons why we chose to live in Amsterdam because i feel this city embodies that so mm. There is this incredible um, space for all of these different cultures, nations, um, offerings, and they all feel like they can take space and somehow coexist in this incredibly harmonious way. So mm -hmm. that was the main reason why we chose this city for our boys, because that's the environment that we want them to grow up in. Wow. That's powerful. So through all of, all of this time that you're going through this, was that when you, when you were realizing this about yourself, was it also the same time that you realized that you wanted to be able to help others or is, is your passion for helping others something that's always been a part of, of your journey? Yes, thank you uh, for that question. That's really beautiful distinction. It was always a part of my journey. Um, always, I, I was 
pretty much a therapist, I think, since I was eight years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always remember having, you know, what, what my parents used to call an old soul, but just this real capacity to be with um, whomever and whatever was in front of me and this real ease of truly connecting to another human being um, and this love, love for connection. Like mm-hmm. this is truly what I think life is all about, about spreading love through that deep, authentic connection with each other, with the world around us. And so even when I was working in my corporate job, I oriented myself towards being a corporate trainer, which meant that I was helping other business developers or sales executives you know, with their confidence, with the way that they were taking up space, with the, the way that they were communicating and expressing myself. So most of my corporate work was really uh, around that. And I guess that's very much connected to personal development as well. It was just a, a little mm-hmm. bit different package. Yeah. So when people want to work with you, is is it like a, a, a life coaching thing or, or what is it that exactly if somebody decides that they want to work with you, what is it that you do? Yeah. So the main reason why somebody would want to work with me is they're a woman who has lost the connection with their body and they know it. Like mm-hmm. they actually feel that disconnection on a visceral level. And they also know that there's value in coming back to it because it's in a way coming back home. Mm-hmm. And so we we work on finding and reconnecting women to that innate, beautiful, embodied wisdom in them because I've learned and I've seen time and time again that what what the mind is trying to figure out body already knows. (laughs) Mm. Wow. (laughs) Really, really, truly. uh, That's like the simple essence of my work and in, in approaching and in helping women come back to their bodies, they discover that they're, they're, uh, you know easier in making big life decisions there's less energy spent on overthinking there is this intuitive clear voice clear yes or no that they only need to follow and listen to and life becomes a flow mm-hmm. <laughs> all the resistance that we encounter lives in our mind and mm-hmm. yes of course we need our mind but we don't need to be ruled by it <laughs> right okay good so, so yeah i love i love helping women and working with them one-on-one and i also offer many different other group programs for women who are really craving you know sorority or sisterhood of every kind who want to be in those safe circles where they can connect share and heal together there's a beautiful space that I offer every three months online. So it's truly available wherever in the world you're in. Mm. And um, yes, there's other things um, that are more uh, of use for those who may be already working as a holistic practitioner, as a coach, as a yoga instructor, energy healer, whatever, um, whatever type of being in service to the humankind. Mm-hmm. And 
want to really learn more about embodiment and how they can incorporate more body wisdom in their practice, there is a certification program that's actually accredited by International Coaching Federation that oh. I also offer. So a lot of wow. fun stuff. Yeah. So, so when someone begins to work with you, is it a, a designated, like, you know, this is six week program or three month program, or, or is it just however long it takes for that person to work with you? Yeah. Well, we start with six sessions and mm-hmm. honestly, because that's kind of the minimum to see any level of change. We need to accept that, um, working with the body requires a little bit of a slower pace just because our emotional physical body work slower than our mental body so right right it's a more uh it's a softer approach and it does require time so if somebody is not committed to work with me for at least six sessions i don't really see why we would work together right Um, and i'm adamant of that being the minimum investment um if somebody's serious Mm -hmm. for this journey and then it, it takes um, as long as it takes in a sense that we define our goals together and then we check in on those goals. And sometimes, you know, after three months, they are there. And sometimes we work maybe for six months or for nine months, just depending mm-hmm. on the journey itself and, and how how it emerges and how it takes us. But yes, I I, I really, really hope and try my best to equip my clients with tools so that they don't need me because Mm -hmm. we don't want to create that codependency relationship we want to empower women give them practices that they can do on their own so that they you know feel that inner uh, strength and inner authority and inner trust Mm -hmm. ultimately nobody can heal nobody <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we yes. all have to do the work on our own i'm right to maybe shorten it and, and give you a type of guidance that you might not um, be able to give to yourself in this specific moment for a specific period of time and after that i trust that the rest of the work can be done on your own well, and it sounds like wherever anybody is at whatever stage of their life, that you you have a program built for every body, no pun intended. But <laughs> all the fun. But but I'm I, I mean that's what's most important because I think a lot of times with a, a lot of um trainers or coaches that you know they their their program is built specifically, they have one program for one type of thing. Where with you, you really are, you know, when you meet the person, you find out where they are. And then from that, you know how to how to move forward with them with the variety of 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 trainings or courses that you offer. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's very correct. Awesome. Um, what what would would you say is has been the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given you? When in doubt chill the fuck out oh, I love that. <laughs> oh yes now that is quite the advice i'm so sorry <laughs> no. i dropped the bomb 
<laughs> no, do not be sorry. I mean, you're you're saying and how it how it really is. I love that. <laughs> and there's a context to that. <laughs> the context to that is actually uh, really simple, and it is. Our language, our body speaks in very simple language. Our body speaks in a yes or a no. Mm -hmm. Our body does not know a maybe. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. either opens up, you know, or something softens, or there's a little bit of heat in your body, which is a symptom of a yes. Oh, that sounds good. That feels good. Or mm -hmm. it either closes up, constricts, tenses up there's a little bit of maybe density or metallic feeling in your body. That's a body no, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you do not know, if you are in doubt, that simply means your body needs more information. Yeah. Your body just needs a little bit more time to right. show the way. So chill out. <laughs> 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 and when you know you will know and you always do you know when you start working with the language of the body it, it, it's really beautiful to see how quickly the body responds even if we have been numbed out or disassociated or completely frozen for decades the moment you open yourself up to listening the body is just oh so generous so mm -hmm generous and well, well i think in generic terms a lot of us say oh you know i, I had that gut feeling and yeah. that's that, that's what that's really what you're you're you need to be more in tune to is that gut feeling or that gut reaction correct totally absolutely yes and there's you know more subtle ways of of describing that and getting more familiar with it and there's practices that we can do to actually reinforce it so that we can recognize it uh, but yes, it's, it is absolutely that it's intuition or that internal sense or body resonance or there's so many different ways that we call that inner knowing, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's mm -hmm. all onto ultimately very similar and connected. Wow. That's cool. Um, so what would you say that uh, currently where you're at right now in your life, what are you passionate about personally and professionally? I am really passionate about um, creating spaces for women to feel safe, like they belong and like they are worthy. Like mm. that is absolutely those three things. Um, when women feel safe in their bodies, in their world, in the any space that they occupy, when they feel like they belong and they absolutely deserve to be there, when they feel like they're enough they're worthy just as they are women are amazing mm -hmm. there is no limit to what they can do achieve create and so i see you know this phase of my life truly being as um, a phase to create as many spaces individual group uh, team spaces for women to fully fully relax into those three things that are theirs and have always been theirs and they just grew up in a society that have has somehow taught them differently mm -hmm. that's what i'm passionate personally that's what i'm passionate professionally and uh, 
yeah, I'm just really excited to be in that place in my life where I feel so equipped and so supported in that. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, so what would you say that right now where you are in your life, what do you believe to be your purpose personally and professionally? Um, I think it's connected to what I said about Raindrop Movement. My my purpose is to help the soul that lives inside of this body become more visible. And... Um, mm-hmm. The way that I seem to do it most easily is through movement. And again, I do believe, and I know so many beautiful practitioners that are doing similar things in different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's just because the world needs more of that. We have Mm -hmm. lost touch with our hearts. We have lost touch with our soul. And whichever way you can find or any of the listeners can find to get back to that sacred space um please do that more mm-hmm. because every little bit counts and then your connection to your source impacts somebody else's connection to theirs because yes. we are all connected yes amen to that so another what what would you say is your superpower <laughs> Oh my goodness, my it's 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 a great question. I think grace. Mm. Wow, that's that's good. <laughs> we could use more of that. I think, and I, and I've been reflected that I I have an amazing group of women who are my super girls um and we meet very often to just share whatever life throws at us and i've held this beautiful global summit for women in the weekend of autumn equinox and i was left after it with you know a little bit of almost the feeling like but is that enough Yes, you know, I've gathered these amazing speakers and we had women from all over the world share, learn, exchange. And I was still in that. Is it enough, though? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what can I do? Mm-hmm. And then I was truly reminded of, of that superpower of how much grace I hold for everybody who, who steps into my spaces and and how much grace I need to hold for myself as well, because right. we are enough and we are doing enough. Wow. Good for you. Um, how would you say that you are living your best life? Or as I like to say, living your best dash. <laughs> oh, oh, in really, really simple ways, you know, like, um, having a cup of delicious, fresh mint, tea Mm. Uh, you know putting a little essential oil uh, on my palms just before this conversation I think those dash moments for me are very much connected to my senses and and connected to savoring life through those beautiful senses in, Mm -hmm. in every way that I can you know maybe after this conversation I'll go and enjoy 
a nice glass of red wine and that right. will be <laughs> good for you yes i love that excellent well are there any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience I would just love to invite them to really return, return home to their bodies. There mm -hmm. is no um, teacher, there is no guru on the outside, there is no new uh, skill. There's no new socioeconomical program or cultural shift. Like if we do not collectively return back to connecting to our senses, to our feelings, to our emotion, to our energy, I don't really see how things can get better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's truly, and I don't mean to, sound you know <laughs> pessimistic but the way that things get better is by us reconnecting to all of us and we have just right. forgotten we've been living from the waist up or from the neck up mm -hmm. way too long and yes that, that needs to change so yes the way whether it's painting whether it's moving whether it's walking whether it's um you know, going on YouTube and then putting somatic practices to return into my body. <laughs> mm -hmm. So much. There's so much already out there. So just take a moment to slow down and reconnect to yours. Wow. Beautiful. Once again, uh, thank you so much, Nada, for being my guest today. Uh, your grace shines through very, very brightly. And it has been a joy to have you on the podcast today. So thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you, Patty, for bringing people to people <laughs> and for mm. truly allowing us to learn from each other, to, to connect over this beautiful globe and to inspire one another. Thank you. You're very welcome. I know that there's going to be people that will want to connect with you. So those people that do want to connect with you, how do they do that? The easiest thing is just go on raindropmovement.com or you can also find me on Instagram under Raindrop Movement or Nada Mesqui. <laughs> Mesqui, that's right. Don't add any more letters to it. <laughs> Well, excellent, because I know that uh, many of you out there that if you've been following the podcast, you know that in the description, as soon as you get done listening, you can go to the description, whether it's on YouTube or Apple or Spotify or whichever platform you're listening on, go to the description and you will see Nada's links that she just mentioned are right there. So you can go directly, hit the link and get in touch with her, uh, because I know many of you are going to want to find out more about the Raindrop uh, movement and what she has to offer for you to bring you back in touch with yourself and reconnecting you with other people as well, because it is about a global connection. Uh, I truly believe and agree with you 100% that when we reach out and we get our heads out of our, our 
our phones and our computers, even though that's what people are probably looking and listening on right now, but knowing that there is a place in time for all of that. And when we're not doing that, let's reconnect with one another because we're stronger together and we can grow more when we work together and get in tune with ourselves. Once again, Nada, thank you very much for all your words of wisdom and sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much, Patty. Well, and for all of you out there listening, remember to subscribe and follow this podcast. Invite your friends and family to also join in and listen and uh, know that I would love to uh, hear your comments. And if you would write a review for it, that would be absolutely wonderful. I would love that. Don't forget to check out my website at www.pathwayswithpatty.org. Sign up for a a Zoom chat with me and you can also get my Pathway to a New Beginning Roadmap. So until we meet again, continue to live your best dash and know that life's an adventure and I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you all.